A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we are talking about being Miss understood in friendships and not fitting into friend groups and going through friendship breakups and getting ghosted and at the end I actually have two dear Victoria submissions that are on this topic so make sure to listen all the way through because you might just get some advice on a situation that sounds exactly like yours so all of this is a topic that I personally know all too well and I was ironically asked about it on my Q&A recently not like they knew I went through it they just were asking for advice on being ghosted by a friend and because I went through this semi recently it was quite relevant to me and then it made me think you know what I should talk about this in a podcast episode because there's just so much to unpack when it comes to female friendships or friendships in general and for me I'm very fortunate to be 28 years old with 13 plus year long friendships since high school. 
my group chat is with my best friends, like my best friend group since we were literally freshmen in high school. And what I have grown to realize is that it works and it still works and it keeps working and it will continue to work because of how much we understand each other. Being misunderstood in friendships as I've gotten older is a really big thing for me. But with them, I mean, we've been friends through everything. Every boyfriend, every breakup, parents getting divorced, parents getting sick, family drama, pets dying, going away for college, then moving around as, a, as adults, and getting engaged, everything, you name it. So we all understand why we are the way we are from knowing each other's best qualities to knowing our most toxic or annoying traits. And aside from them, aside from my high school friends, I've really never felt fully understood or accepted by other friend groups. Like I've never felt 100% in or comfortable or secure. I would say since college, I struggled with friend groups. I always felt like I was either too much or not enough, or I just couldn't get on the same page that everyone else seemed to be on. I always felt like there was an inside scoop that I just didn't know or understand or that I just couldn't energetically vibe or align with. Like, I always felt like an outsider, and I even felt like an outsider at times when I was on the inside. Like, I would be physically in their presence or in the group chat, spending time with them, whatever it might be. And I still just felt like I wasn't exactly in. And it wasn't an insecurity of like, I feel like I'm not good enough or something feels weird. But it's just an energy that you can sense that there's a different type of relationship with everybody else than there is with you. And especially because college you're still young, so there's like actual drama, right? Like that's the worst because as you're older, you you tend to let things go a little bit or maybe things don't really unfold into much. It just kind of like gets swept under the rug or it just goes away at, at a point eventually. But in college, there's drama. Like people are mean to each other, people fight with each other and all those sorts of things. So especially for me as someone who reads people very well, I know right away when someone is one way with me but different with others. I know right away when someone maybe isn't exactly that fond of me. Like, a, like certain people whose energy was just off toward me and I can just feel the dislike or the disinterest. It was always very obvious to me even if that person thought they were being nice you know what I mean something that was always made pretty clear to me was how much people were not interested in ever hearing the truth or hearing the reality of a situation and they were much more interested in having people stroke their ego and feed their delusions like you know, if a group is supposed to be your best friends and this is my group of people, we should be able to be honest with each other and have real conversations and talk about what's actually going on, right? But I always felt like I couldn't express myself or like I shouldn't express myself. I either had to keep my mouth shut or walk on eggshells because there were things that 
I didn't agree with, but I knew how they would get if I vocalized it. So it was clear to me that girls would rather be friends with the girls who encouraged you to drunk text that guy who ignored you all night or the girls who talk shit about the girl he hooked up with right in front of your face instead of being friends with the girl who's friendly with that girl because there's no reason not to be because she didn't owe you anything or the girl who tells you but if he liked you or if he wanted to be with you you would know and he would be because to me that's being honest and that's being a good friend I would always want my friends to be that person for me to hold me to a higher standard and to allow me to be a better version of myself So I always felt unaligned or very misunderstood at that age because it's not that I wanted to be mean. I just wanted to be real. I never wanted to hurt people's feelings. My intentions were always to help people and offer another perspective because I felt that I could see things that other people couldn't see about their situations or maybe were turning a blind eye to. Maybe they were choosing not to see these certain things. And especially at a young age, there's a lot of fakeness. And this is where I cannot stress enough to remain true to you and don't worry about it if you're the lone soldier because integrity trumps everything. It really does. So say for example, Stacy doesn't like Jessica and she confides in you about that. But then she goes out with her and hangs out with her and doesn't invite you and you just see it on social media and you're like, what is Stacy doing with Jessica? For me, you let it go and you let them go because all that tells you is that, that they are doing the same thing to you too. Like if Stacy can come to you about Jessica and then also go out with Jessica and hang out with Jessica and make Jessica feel liked, then of course she's doing the same thing to you because what makes you any different or what makes you any more special? And there's a million different examples to explain that two-faced kind of energy. You know it when you experience it. And when you do experience it, you have to realize that that's just how that person is. And there's nothing you can do to change that. So what you have to do is ask yourself, Do I or don't I want this person in my life? What do I want in a friend? We're always talking about knowing what we want in a romantic relationship and in a partner and making our lists and knowing the important characteristics and qualities and traits and all the things that we want in a man. So what about in a friend? And if you were to make a list and if you were to figure it out and really sit down and think about what you want in a friend, 10 out of 10 times, you're never going to say you want a fake friend or a flaky friend or a flip-flopper or someone who makes you feel like you need to walk on eggshells or someone who makes you feel like you can't express yourself or someone who just keeps choosing not to understand you. There's a quote that they say, make sure to spend your life with people who speak your language Otherwise, you're going to spend your entire life translating your soul. And I never related more to anything because I always know my intentions. But I have often at times, mostly at a younger age, had to 
explain myself over and over because I would say that I have a more unique approach or a unique way of thinking than other people do. Mainly because it's a lot easier to just bite your tongue to fit in with the crowd. You know what they say, birds of a feather flock together. So it's a lot easier to be like, let me be one of those birds. Let me flock with everybody else and just make my college experience easier or make my life easier simply because, yeah, it's easier to have a friend group. It's more convenient to have 15 girls to go out with rather than to just have a couple of individual friends that you spend more one-on-one time with. That's always been how I am with friends. I've always had a lot of friends. I'm not saying that I don't have friends. I have plenty of friends, tons of friends to be honest, but not a friend group, if that makes sense. Like I have friends who live in all different places. I have friends who I can hang out with, but I also have a lot of friends that I more just talk to on the phone or just catch up with in texting. We really don't spend time together. So yeah, of course, it's a lot easier and more convenient to know that you have a friend group who you can go out with Friday, Saturday, do tons of things with all the time. So a lot of people would rather just agree and just tone it down. Whereas then there's people like me who just really need to be themselves and end up marching to the beat of their own drum. So if you feel like you're the one who ends up excluded often in groups or in a situation where you're like, they don't even like each other, then understand this. The only thing you will lose by being real is something that's fake. And I feel like I'm throwing a lot of quotes out there, but I think that a lot of cliches are great. I feel like cliches become cliches because they're true. Cliches don't become cliches by being false. Obviously, there's a truth behind it. So really think about that. If I'm being myself, if I'm being real, if I'm just expressing myself and I know I have good intentions here and people don't like that, then that's, that's not for me. And if I see these two people who don't like each other and I know that and they've come to me and expressed themselves to me and then they're spending time together, I'm going to let it go and let them go, like I said, because that's something fake and I'm going to remain real. And then as I've gotten older and I've moved around, I still didn't feel like I fit into groups, but this was in a different way. It wasn't so much about fakeness or cattiness or drama or things like that. I was just always looking for a certain feeling. Since I knew that college was a temporary situation, I never had to worry about living with those people again or even seeing those people again. I knew that once college was over, I was out and quite frankly I graduated a year early because I couldn't give a fuck about staying with those people for four years so I really wasn't that worried about that situation but as I moved like I said when I got older I was trying to find myself a permanent place so this is different right I'm not like oh it's fine whatever these people won't matter in three years I'm like well can I plant my roots in any of these places but I never felt like I could make a place my home the way that I knew I could where I'm originally from in Staten Island, which is where I just moved back to. If you don't know, 
I have a new episode out called Following Your Heart. I moved again. You could go listen to that episode to hear the whole story. (laughs) There's a lot to that. But where I'm from is ultimately the only place that I've ever really felt like I'm at home and I have roots that I can plant here. Some people have a completely different experience. They feel like they had terrible friends growing up or high school was awful for them or the only place that they've ever really got along and bonded with people was moving completely away from their hometown and they'll never look back because they fit in better across the freaking country maybe I don't know everyone is completely different but for me I was really struggling to find that feeling what I ultimately noticed a lot of was just it it wasn't a seamless fit or a seamless blend into pre-existing situations which a lot of women trying to make friends in their 20s can probably relate to like I moved to Tampa and of course people are already there and they already planted their roots and they already have their friend groups and whatnot and I definitely had some friends who I'm still friends with to this day it was never any like problems or anything like that but it was clear that everyone already had their own life And their own friends, which is 100% fair and valid and fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for me, I spent more time alone in Tampa than ever at any other point of my life. And for all different reasons, was I or was I not included? Like, if I didn't have a boyfriend, I wasn't invited because it was a couple thing. And God forbid that somebody single went to a couple thing, right? Or because I didn't like to drink much, I wasn't invited out because people made the decision for me that I probably wouldn't want to go. Instead of just me being offered and invited and being given the choice to say no, I could have just made that choice myself, right? And then when I moved to Miami, that's a big party city, right? And because I'm more of a homebody, I saw early on how much effort I was going to have to make to have friends to consistently spend time with because this was not the place to just have friends come over and chill or do nothing with again I can't speak like on everything of course I had a couple of friends that like I could just you know do things here and there but it's still different because they also have their own life they also have their own friends which again is fair it's valid it's fine but my experience was that if you want friends you have to be ready to go out multiple times a week otherwise you're boring you have to be ready to spend hundreds of dollars going to dinner or going out drinking even if it's a Monday if you want to be able to hang out with friends and again because these are pre-existing and already established situations that I inserted myself into I knew I wasn't ever going to be the one who just got invited or just got included I always had to go on that texting tour of what are you doing tonight what are your plans and it's one of those situations where you honestly just feel fucking annoying 
I hate being that person. I really do. I never do well being that person. I would rather honestly stay home than have to text everybody. But if I'm in the city where I really want to make this effort and I really want to find my place, then I have to make the effort, right? But what would happen often, you know, I'm texting people and whatever, is like, well, me and so-and-so are going here. You could come if you want. And of course... That's obviously nice of them to extend the invite at all, right? So I always appreciated it and I always would go because I choose to assume people are good people and not being fake. So I assume if someone's saying like, yeah, you could come if you want, that they'd be happy to have me. But no one wants to ever be invited like that, right? Like no one ever wants to be just thrown the invite at the last minute to plans that are already made because you reached out. And you asked. And as a woman who's at that time, you know, entering her later 20s, I was 25, 26, it's exhausting to just never be the person who's thought of. That is exhausting to me to always have to reach out because if you don't, you're forgotten about. And I've never had that feeling other than with my true, like I said, friends from home of just knowing that yeah, this is a mutual thing. We all enjoy each other's company. We all think of each other. No one ever wants to be that person who's like, but if I don't ask, then they're not going to ask me. They're going to forget. And again, like I said about Tampa, like there are people I'm still friends with to this day. It was never like a bad blood situation. It's not like people were ever mean to me. It's more of just a feeling that you're looking for. Like these aren't my people that I could ever feel completely secure with. I feel like in those situations, I had to try to change certain things about myself to fit in more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. 
Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. But you learn pretty quickly that that won't matter either. It honestly doesn't. And I mean, at the end of the day, I'm always me. I'm a very real person. I really cannot fake my personality at all. But it was little things. Like I would shop at stores I would never normally shop at. And I would wear clothes that were not my style at all. But it's because how everybody else was dressed in Miami. Or I would drink even when I didn't want to drink. When I knew I didn't want to. There were times where I felt like I had to. Otherwise, yeah, people would think of me as boring. And even with doing all that making your tweaks and making your changes that still isn't enough when they're just not your people because you should be able to fit in being completely yourself you should be enough and you should be good enough just by offering your company like people should just want to enjoy your company and just sit on the couch watch TV, hang out, talk, do nothing. It doesn't have to always be like, well, if I'm going to spend time with you, then we need to go out. We need to meet people. We need to drink and dance and party and whatever. Like it shouldn't have to cost me $200 every time I want to see somebody, right? We should be able to just chill because that's way more of me than anything else. So if you do find yourself having to alter things about yourself to fit in, Then again, ask yourself, do I or don't I want this friendship or this friend group? At what cost will these people be my friend? At the cost of me watering myself down? At the cost of me having to overdo it? At the cost of me having to chase people around to find plans? At the cost of me changing my style or drinking more? Like, At what cost will these people be my friend? Because I want to be able to just be me and still feel that full sense of security and that sense of just home that I am lucky enough to have already experienced. So for me, in friendships, of course now as I've gotten older, yet again, because we just keep getting older and wiser, so they say... I have learned that an absolute non-negotiable for me is 100% authenticity at all times. Like not being afraid to say no. Because there were definitely times where I felt like if I said no to going out, they wouldn't ask me next time. Or if I said no, then people assume for me that I don't want to go somewhere or I don't want to do something. They don't give me 
the option to say yes or no. And like I said, that's happened before where people are like, you, I didn't think you'd want to go or you probably don't want to go. You don't really like to do this or you don't really like to do that rather than just giving me the choice. And if I have to feel like that, like friendships are scarce or not just naturally flowing, then I don't want it at all. Naturally flowing, authentic, real friendships where you can feel completely safe and secure to be yourself is the only thing for me. It's the only type of friendship that I will allow for the entire remainder of my life. So if you're sitting here feeling like you don't really fit in with your friends or your friend group or something is just off, you need to think about what are your non-negotiables. Really evaluate how you feel around certain friends because that was a big one for me that made it easy to make certain decisions of not spending time with certain people anymore because I really didn't ultimately like how I felt. It felt like I just had to try a little too hard to make it work or to really even enjoy myself and it didn't have like I said that natural flow like I'm pretty sure we all have those friends where weeks can go by without talking and you know nothing has changed like you can just get on a FaceTime and pick up where you left off you can just text one day like hey oh my god we haven't talked in forever like I have plenty of friends that I have not seen in months and I have no doubt in my mind that we still feel the same way. I have no doubt in my mind that it's still one of my best friends. Even if we don't spend that much time together, we are always catching up. We can always talk. We can always pick up where we left off. We are always honest with each other. We are are always truthful with each other. We see the good in each other. We know the bad in each other, but we don't use it against each other. We don't talk shit about each other. Like I know for a fact that I have those friendships where it doesn't feel scarce at all. It feels completely abundant. It feels completely okay to know like, yeah, a couple of times a year we get together, we go out, we catch up and that's perfectly fine because it doesn't need to be forced. It just is. Now... When I got ghosted by friends, it felt like the most bizarre thing in the world. I honestly couldn't believe it because nothing happened. There wasn't a fight or any tension. And honestly, for the one that I'm going to talk about, we didn't even have that kind of friendship for there to even be a sense of drama. There was never a friendship or something to be like, oh, maybe so-and-so told them what you said. Because like I just said, I have a lot of individual friends. So these, this is an individual friend, not a friend group or anything like that. No mutual people that maybe I said something to this person and then they went back and told her and now she's upset. Like that didn't exist and that wasn't possible. So it's a very confusing feeling when you're in the dark. Honestly, if it were a friend group situation, I would have been really overthinking anything that I may have said to somebody because it's like, well, maybe I said this or that and that's what she's upset about. But in this case, that just didn't exist. I mean, yes, this isn't the only time it happened. It's happened before with other friends that I was just kind of going out with, like 
more like social friends and then I just like got dropped from the going out group but this one time was actually a business partner who became like a best friend so we had a personal and a professional relationship and I have to say I have never seen anything like this. I've never experienced anything like this. I don't know anyone who's ever experienced anything like this. And it happened back around November. So I feel more comfortable saying it now because it was so long ago. So November 2022, it's now July 2023. So it is old news at this point. I would never post or share publicly on social media something that I'm going through privately private business is private business and people would honestly never know when I'm going through something at the time of going through it but like I said now it's old news so anyway with this friend she was going to shoot my pieces for Vixen my lingerie brand we were doing a Black Friday campaign so she was going to do a whole photo shoot in Miami I was already living in Hoboken at this point. I left Miami. We met in Miami. That's where I know her from. So I sent her all of my samples, which is, if you don't know what that means, the samples are just the garments. You have like one sample of each item, basically. And it's what you usually use for shoots and models. So the samples were everything that we used to originally shoot in. So if you go on Vixen and you see the pictures on the website or on the Instagram with the blonde model and me, we are wearing our samples. Those are not our, that's not my inventory that I sell, right? So that's what that is. So I sent her all of my samples. She had the shoot planned or so she said she had the shoot planned. She actually literally texted me in writing. I'm shooting everything tomorrow. Everything's all set. We're all good to go. And then that was it. And when I say that was it, I mean that was it. I legit never heard from her again. I never got my samples back. The shoot never happened. I emailed and texted a few times and just nothing. I even was like, dude, at the very least, are you okay? (laughs) Like putting the shoot aside, I'm actually worried for your well-being. Like what the fuck? Are you okay? And then after a few days, she was just posting on Instagram. Like, it's all good. Nothing happened. Like, honestly, so bizarre. Like, obviously, she knows we both follow each other. She knows what she just did, right? So, it was so weird. And it was even, like, the timing and everything. Like I said, it would make sense if something happened. But only a few weeks before that, I took her with me on a free trip to the freaking Bahamas. Like, like, yeah, probably about two weeks before. And we were perfectly fine. And we were really excited to move forward as business partners for Vixen. And we had these ideas and we, you know, talked about it. And we, we always had, like, our separate time for personal and professional. Because she had, like, her business hours and whatnot. So we would, and I had my work phone. So we would set legit work business time to, like, sit on Zoom calls or have a conversation for hours and then we would have separate time where we can just talk at any given point in time because we were friends and sometimes we would have two conversations going on at the same time you know (laughs) so we knew that we were coming home to preparation for black friday and then she just ghosted me and she not only ghosted me as a business partner 
and doing that like it wasn't just a, per, a professional thing where it's like well business is business and people whatever like she ghosted me as a friend that I had for two years outside of business so it was mind-blowing to me <laughs> I thought maybe over time at least she would send me my samples back considering they are mine that I spent my money on like okay she doesn't even have to reply to my emails or my texts just send them back because she had my address nope nothing so for people that do wonder that's why I haven't even been able to shoot anything new because all of my small sizes are sold out on the website like my actual inventory and she has my samples that are model size so I reached out to my manufacturer to buy new samples, just one of everything, just so I could be able to set up my own photo shoots. But she can't fulfill orders that small. She can't fulfill orders of literally one garment per thing. And I don't need more inventory, so I'm not going to buy another 500 pieces just to make fulfilling an order worthwhile for her. So I'm at a halt with that, obviously. But I digress. That's neither here nor there. So I really don't get it. Obviously, she was lying about the shoot. Clearly, it never happened. I think she would have sent me the photos because that would have been a huge waste of her time and money if it, if it did happen. So to me, if you didn't want to or couldn't do it, I would think that you would just tell me for at least the sake of professionalism or at least for the sake of this is a friend who really loves me, so let me just do right by her. But no, neither one was important. Professionalism wasn't important and my friendship wasn't important. And ultimately, the things that people do define who they are as a person. So the big question for me is always, does this person have integrity? Do they do the things that they say they're going to do? So something that I learned from experience and my experience with her, I would say, is that Business and pleasure are intertwined 100% because if you were my friend, you wouldn't do that to me professionally either. You know, they always say it's business. It's not personal. Don't take it personal. It's business. That's just how it is. But when I think of it, I would never sabotage my friend's businesses. I would never put my friend's business at risk of failing or at risk of chaos I would never fuck my friend over and say, but don't take it personally, it's business. To me, it's all personal and it's always personal. Because like I said, it's who you are as a person. When you make choices, you are choosing from your heart, your mind, and your soul. You are making decisions from what you want to do. So when my friend was unable to fulfill a task that she gave me her word on doing, she could have made the choice to say, let me just tell her and be honest with her, even though it's going to hurt, even though it's going to suck, this is her business on the line and I want to do right by her. I want to just make sure she's okay. So let me just send her back her samples and send her a text saying, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You need to look elsewhere. You need to find someone else. So when you make the choice to not do that and you decide ghosting someone is your preferred method of getting out of the situation that's who you are 
as a person. And it's a really shitty thing for a person to do. And that's not what I would ever want in a friend or a business partner or even an acquaintance in my life. No one. I don't want you to have any connection to me or any ties to me at all if that's how you move. So when a friend ghosts you, there's really nothing you can do. You just have to know that you are completely different people and you operate completely different ways. I reached out a few times, obviously, to follow up on the shoot and then to make sure that she was just okay at all. But once I saw that she was, I deleted her number. I deleted our text. I don't even give a fuck about the receipts or the proof, nothing. Gone, deleted, and I unfollowed her on social media. What are you going to do? Wait around or force someone to be your friend or try to make someone give you respect? What are you going to beg someone for the bare minimum of human decency and respect? No. Obviously, it's an upsetting thing. It's upsetting to lose a friend. It's upsetting to lose a friend in that way. I was very upset. But I would rather someone remove themselves from my life than be fake and remain in it when they don't want to be there or when they don't see the value in me. If you don't value me as a friend, then I don't want you as a friend. But of course, ghosting is just a very immature and hurtful way to go about removing yourself from someone's life. It would be better if there was a fight or a disagreement and it just went off from there because at least you'd be able to know like the reasoning and you'd understand why you're not friends anymore. But when literally nothing happened, yes, it is very confusing. And I understand why you girls who have gone through it are confused. But all you can do is move on. Focus on the people who see your value. If they don't value you as a friend, goodbye. Let them go. Let people do the shitty things that they do. And you just continue to remain true to yourself. And try not to overthink what you could have, should have, would have done. Because at the end of the day, if you can look yourself in the mirror and be able to say, I know I'm a good friend. I know I would never treat people the way people have treated me. And I know I have qualities that people wish they had in a friend. That's all that matters. So now let's get into our Dear Victoria submissions. I'm going to try to keep my advice short and sweet because I did say most of everything that I needed to say in this episode. But let's get into it. Story number one. Dear Victoria, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I've put all my friends onto For the Girls because you always say exactly what we need to hear. But I've been having issues with my friend group lately and it wasn't until I heard one of your episodes a few months ago when you said, fuck the friend group. Then I was like, you know what? Fuck the friend group. Here's what happened. I've been friends with this group of girls since college and we're all now in our mid to late 20s. Last year, I broke up with my boyfriend and decided I wanted to be single. At first, it was fun, but then one of my friends, Leslie, introduced me to a guy I ended up getting into a relationship with. It was a super toxic relationship, which is finally over. Over the course of this toxic relationship, Leslie started to show her true colors as a person, and we had a falling out and are no longer friends. She's never had a friend in her life for longer than one to two years. Our other friend Diana was also recently single and I started to realize that I was getting judged but she was not for enjoying hot girl summer. Then I found out that Leslie and Diana were talking behind my back together. After some time, Diana and I decided to sit down and hash it out to save our friendship 
but now I'm finding out that she's still talking about me behind my back. What really hurts is that Diana and I were friends before anyone else, but she blamed me for what happened with Leslie and breaking up our friend group. She said she's only friends with Leslie because Leslie is fun and she enjoys going out with her. But I can't ever forgive Leslie for what she did to me, so I've realized that I can't trust Diana at all, and she's not treating me as a friend the way I would. I feel like I'm losing all of my friends, and this is all so incredibly immature, and I don't want to be involved in any of this drama. I just want a solid group of girlfriends who are good people and won't go behind each other's backs. I'm at a crossroads. Do I ignore this and drop Diana as a friend, or do I confront her? There's so much more to this story that I could write a novel, but this is the gist of things. I don't know if this friendship is worth saving after all that's happened. Please help. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, for starters, I had to read this email like 500 times because there was so much back and forth that if I am getting whiplash from the drama, I can't even imagine how you feel. Think about what I said earlier in the episode the only thing that you lose by being real is something that's fake. And so here, when you're saying, I'm losing all my friends, this is so much drama, and I can't trust this one and that one, you're doing yourself a favor. You're making space in your life for what better suits you. And I get it. I love my girlfriends. I value female friendships so much I think they are so important so I understand you being like this is a lot to give up because then I have no friend group but it is possible to find fulfillment from other people and in other ways without needing this specific friend group I've had to go through that before I had a huge friend group once a while ago when I was younger and of course, it's convenient because there's always plans and you're always, you know, able to do something and go somewhere and whatever. But there was no fulfillment on my end and there was no true friendship there. And that's what I value more than anything. So you need to ask yourself, what's important to you here? Where does the value lie? Does the value lie in just having a quantity of friends or having quality friends and sometimes having quality friends might look like having one or two or maybe three you can't really have 20 quality friends i mean maybe you could but it's usually not the case the friend group that i'm thinking about that i had in my earlier 20s they i i honestly felt like they didn't like each other i'm like this is the weirdest friend group because like they're obsessed with each other and they'll only spend time with each other like they're not going and making other friends like they want to be together they go out together they do everything together they post constantly they're all like really tight-knit and whatever but they all talk shit about each other and they don't even like each other and this one has problems with that one and this one thinks that one is embarrassing herself and this one's making fun of that one's relationship and this one is saying that that girl thinks this guy likes her but he doesn't and blah 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 and like they all just were talking shit about each other and sharing each other's personal business and anything that you would tell one person in confidence and in private would get spilled to somebody else and I'm just like what is this group of friends like is this even worth having just for the sake of having people 
and just looking like, yeah, well, clearly I have tons of friends because I'm out on Friday and Saturday. Like, is that what it's all about? Or would you rather have people that you know are like your lifers, like your ride or die people who would have your back and would stand up for you to anyone and no matter what? Because that's how I ride as a friend. So the way that you're like, I, the way that Diane is treating me, I would never treat a friend like that. Yeah, that should tell you what you need to know. And that's told me what I needed to know so many times because it's like, I would never do to you what you do to me. So why am I even still here? Why am I even still your friend or accepting this behavior? To me personally, it's unacceptable. So what would I personally do? I would probably drop that friend because like I said, it's unacceptable. And I don't really think that there's a way to solve that sort of problem. Like, what are you going to say? Stop talking about me? Well, we've had this conversation once before and she's still doing it, right? Like you said, we hashed it out once before, but now I found out she's still going on. So realistically, what would be the goal of confronting her? What would you get out of this? Now, if you have answers to that question and you could say, well, here are the solutions that are possible and here's what I'm thinking and here's my ideal situation by confronting her, then go for it. Have at it. But also the other thing that I said before is why do we need to let people teach us the same lesson twice? If you've learned it once, you don't need to learn it twice. And that's what I feel like is probably going to happen in this situation. And like you said, you're in your mid to late 20s. So at this stage of your life, is this the friend that you're going to want to take with you into your 30s and into your 40s? And as you have kids and whatnot, and when you get older, like maybe this friend was just meant for that season of your life, your younger 20s, your college years, and up until now. And now you're looking more for, I don't know, say adult friends to match with your adult lifestyle. Like you said, this is very immature and you don't want to be involved in drama. So if you're questioning, is this even worth saving? It's probably not. Usually when people ask those questions, they already know the answer. I can think of my best friends and the friends that I've had since high school. And if we ever had an argument or something, I wouldn't ever question is this worth saving? It would just be saved. Like we, It just fixes itself. Like these problems have very simple solutions. There's really never any problems at all. Quite honestly, I don't have any fights with my friends. But if we do, it's over little things. It's over miscommunication. It's over disagreements. And we're just like, whatever. We brush it off. Like it's really not a big deal. So if you're sitting here questioning if it's even worth keeping this friendship or keeping this person in your life, I'm going to say you already know the answer. And it's a no. So yeah, every other bit of advice that I would give you was already addressed in this episode. And story number two. Dear Victoria, I am in a friend group of three and lately I just haven't felt good around them. Let's call my two other friends, Sally and Susan. When me and my ex were together, I set Susan up with my ex's best friend. Now, my ex broke up with me four months ago and it's been hard being around Susan because she's still dating my ex's best friend. The breakup was done over a text after a year of being together so I took the breakup really hard and I'm still not over it. 
So Susan and Sally have been telling me lately that I need to just get over it and that it's annoying if I bring him up and I just need to stop. I totally understand I do need to move on and have been really trying to, but I don't think they realize having them still connected to my ex is making it 10 times harder. I literally do not say one word about him when I hang out with them now unless they bring him up first. They just haven't been there for me lately and every time I hang out with them, I feel shitty. They also went out with their boyfriends and other friends without me. I feel like I'm not even welcome to hang out with them and their boyfriends in a group setting. I think the only way to move on and feel better is to cut them out of my life. I don't know if it's the smart thing to do because those are basically my only two friends that I hang out with. I do love them because we have been friends for years and if I don't have them, I would have zero plans or social life. I just don't know what to do. I feel lonely and confused. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay, first things first, for starters, you're already starting to not have plans or a social life because they are already going out without inviting you. So at this point, if you're being like, phased out of the friend group I would just exit myself before they make that decision for you because that's supposed to be your choice to make I feel shitty here I don't feel valued here I don't feel good around these people so I do not want to spend time with them not them saying oh she's still not over her ex she can't get over it and it's annoying so let's not invite her That is not how this cookie should crumble. So my advice that I said to the last girl about like not really valuing friends just to go out with them applies here. But also I would really start to consider like, do I even have a social life with these people? Because I don't even actually feel like I'm part of this group when I should feel like I'm part of this group. And listen, of course you know that you need to move on from your relationship. I don't think that they're telling you anything that you don't already know. Like you understand that, you know that, but your heart is going to process things in the way that it can. It's who is going to tell you what's the right amount of time to take or how long it should take to hurt. You're in a healing process and through the healing phase, you're also hurting so of course you want to move on of course you want to get over it I don't think that you don't want to get over it I just think that you need to process things the way that it works for you and if your friends are truly your friends they're going to love you no matter what they're going to say well we're going to do everything that we can to help you during this time we want to lift you up not bring you down we want you to feel Like you can come to us and you can cry to us and you can bend to us. And like you just said, you're not even really bringing him up unless they bring him up first. So it's not like you're intentionally being annoying. If you ever do bring him up, it's probably out of good reason because you're just still hurting. I mean, four months is not that long, especially after being with someone for over a year and getting broken up on a text message. You know, like that would definitely sting and that would definitely take its toll on a person. So I think it's completely fair. I think it's completely valid. And I think that you're completely right for feeling the way that you feel and no one can convince you otherwise. So if people are making you feel shitty or just making you feel like you can't express yourself around them, then that is scary to continuously spend time with those people because they're not meant for you. 
like I mentioned earlier, feeling secure with people is extremely important to me. And I've always talked about it being really important for me in romantic relationships to feel super safe and super secure. Because if not, then I just can't. Like, I, 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 it's very tense when I'm with them. It's very uncomfortable when I'm with them. It just will not work out in the long run. And if that's what you're starting to feel with this friendship then that's, you got to run. You have to get out of that situation because that's like traumatizing for a person. It's going to cause you a lot of anxiety if it hasn't already and you don't deserve to let other people make you feel that way. But you're going to constantly feel that way if you keep letting this shit continue. Now, if you've never confronted these friends before, you can start there voice your feelings, make it known, put it all out there, express yourself, lay your cards out all over the table, whatever that saying is, put your cards out. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that saying is. Lay your cards out, some shit like that, but you know what I'm trying to say. Just be transparent and just put it all out there for them to know exactly how you feel and see how they handle it. Do they grow? Do they get better? Do they mature? How do they treat you? Like, I would give them the opportunity to because if you've never confronted them and had like a straight up deep conversation about it, then maybe they don't really know what they're doing. Maybe they don't realize that they're doing it. Maybe they have no idea how bad that they're making you feel. Maybe they weren't even putting themselves in your shoes and they were just thinking from their own end how annoying it is to hear it all the time. But see how it goes if you really try to paint the picture for them. And if they still refuse to get it and they still make you feel shitty and they make you feel annoying and like you need to move on and you're doing something wrong and blah, 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 then what do you think I'm going to say? Cut those people out of your life. Goodbye. They are not your people. They are not for you. And it is not worth it to let people bring you down just for the sake of having plans and a social life. Make new friends, find new people, go out by yourself. There's so much more to life than relying on people simply for the sake of convenience. So that is really that on that. Like I said, short, sweet, simple, straight to the point because I talk about all of this throughout the episode. So there's tons of little one-liners and whatnot that you can take with you. But for anyone else who has a situation that they need some advice on, please email me to victoria.com for the girls podcast at gmail.com the email is in the show notes and send over your dear victoria submissions but that is all we have for today thank you girls so much for listening until next time girls hey i'm charlene joint and you may remember me from season 18 of the bachelor and this is my husband andy hello together we host dear shandy a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure aka bachelor needs not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land so we're told but we even bring on your favorite couples from bachelor nation for live double dates subscribe to dear shandy we guarantee belly laughs razor sharp advice and to never take ourselves too seriously 